Good morning, day or night, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Surviving to Drive podcast. Today we are discussing the Canadian Grand Prix, the ninth round of the 2023 Formula One season. This is your favorite source of American-based F1 conversation, presented by me, Alex, and my co-host, Tyler. Let's race into it. All right. What did you think of the Canadian Grand Prix, Alex? Um, I thought it was I thought it was a pretty good weekend overall. I think, um, you know, Canada's always a good race. I think it's always it's a good track. It's a fun track. Um, we had some weather this weekend in qualifying, which made definitely made things interesting in qualifying on Saturday, and then on the race on Sunday, I think we had some good midfield battles. And I think, you know, another big takeaway, and we'll get into it, was you know Max. I think we all thought Max was going to win, and he kind of ran away with it, but it was a lot closer. Yeah, and we've had it in the previous races, which was good to see. So, well, um, did it have something to do with the dead bird and his brake? Yeah, that could be the dead bird and the brake duct. Though you never know, or he could have just been holding back the entire time. But that's true. I thought it was. I'll give it like a seven. I don't know. I thought it was a pretty average race. There wasn't a ton of on track action at the front, but mm-hmm. I think we had some good action in the middle. Um, and then I think you, even though there wasn't a ton of passing with it, like I think that DRS train definitely. Had, you could look at it both ways. Like it got a little boring at times, but then it also created some drama because you just kept watching every lap on the last straight to see like, yeah, was someone gonna make a move? So I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, there was definitely a lot of action on track. I would say you know not necessarily overtaking action, but yeah. you know every time you were looking at highlighted laps, it was you know somebody diving into the pit lane having to take avoiding action or an overtake in the pit lane or something like that. So there was definitely action. I would say for a weekend as a whole, maybe a seven and a half, a little bit more yeah. action in qualifying, which was a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, the race, I think the, the track is, is always pretty entertaining. I really like the, the layout of the track. It's a very high speed track. Yeah. Um, not a lot of room for accidents or, or mistakes from the drivers there, which is always good to see. And uh, yeah, I think it always sets up for, for some really good races. Let's go ahead and jump into the finishing order. We're getting back to a little bit more of the classic style of the podcast here. Uh, Alex, you want to go ahead through our finishers of the race? Yeah, so going through the finishers here, so we had Verstappen, Alonso, and Hamilton rounding out the podium. Then you had Leclerc, Sainz, Perez, Albon, Ocon, Stroll, and Bottas rounding out the points. And we had Piastri, Gasly, Norris, who was affected by the penalty, Sonoda, Hulkenberg, Zoe, Magnuson and DeVries was the last finisher. Yep. And then we had two DNFs, Sargent being the first with a mechanical issue in the car, and the second being George Russell, who put his back end into the wall while he was running in fourth place. And then uh, after fighting his way back into the points from last after the safety car, he ended up having to retire the car. Unfortunate weekend for him. I think he was looking good. He was looking, you know, pretty racy at the beginning yeah. as well and able to to kind of stick with those top racers and uh yeah that little accident you know threw the back end out after going over the curb and smashed that that whole rear end i was very surprised that he was able to continue the race after that obviously much later in the race after fighting his way back up i think he was running an eighth at the time they had to retire the car but uh, a pretty good race from him i would say outside of that one incident and you know mercedes were looking pretty pretty racy the whole time uh, let's go ahead into a little bit of a recap of quali. Yeah. Uh, obviously, rain was the the big motif in oh, yeah. qualification. So, I mean, what were your thoughts? Obviously, we had some some standouts with Albon. We had some standouts with both the McLarens, really. What would you say were the key takeaways from quali? Yeah, not to get ahead of myself here on the predictions, but I called that Albon one well before. Sure that did. had the, sure the rainy Canada weekend had Albon and Q3 all over it, but... 
Um, yeah, it was kind of back and forth. So I, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think it at the beginning it was wet, and they all came out and enters for Q1, mm-hmm. and then we got to Q2, and there was a real brief period where it was dry enough for slicks. Yep. And Albine went out early. Uh, the McLarens went out early on that, um, and a couple other people took advantage of that. And mm-hmm. then because of that, we had some unlikely Q3 participants, and we had some people out in Q2 that. You know, Perez, Leclerc, that normally would be not out in Q2 because they didn't get out quick enough and mm-hmm. then didn't get the laps. And we had a lot of drama with, I mean, it was ugly qualifying for Ferrari. It was. Um, just tough for Leclerc. He wanted to come in for softs. They told him no to set a banker. Mm-hmm. Then by the time he set it, it was too slow because it started raining more. And then he got on the softs, but it was too wet at that point And just a disaster. But I, I think, yeah, like it was... Yeah, that small period where he thought it was going to get dry again, and then it started raining more. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it just got heavier and heavier. And then when we got into Q3, it was whoever set the lap first, basically, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Got the time, and then it just got too wet to make any other um, make any other inroads. But, yeah, I mean, for me, the surprise of the qualifying, Albon getting it into Q3. Yeah. Um, Hulkenberg getting it into Q3, and then putting it P2. Hulkenberg P2. Which was unbelievable. I know he ended up getting that grid penalty for the— for the red flag where he fell back to fifth ultimately, but there's quite a few penalties. Let's, yeah. let's go ahead and touch on those. I think, you know, obviously at that last corner, last chicane there, there was quite a bit of, of slowing down, trying to get oh, ready for yeah. your I next mean, lap. Especially, Carlos Sainz was yeah. on one. Yeah. He was spe- on one. Especially when it was dry, there was people, you know, trying to line up for the lap. Uh, at the yeah. end of, I think Q1 and then, you know, Q2 was a little bit better, but yeah, the Carlos Sainz incident. I think he had an Alphatari going up the inside of him, or maybe an Alpine yeah, going up Alphatari, the inside of him. And then Gasly was on his lap. And yeah. It and was, I will say this, it is tough there. They all queue up there, and not to single out Carlos. He just happened to get the brunt of it because he had the most incidents of it this weekend. Yeah. It was happening to everybody, though. It's They all queue up, and then you have that kind of Mickey Mouse chicane there at the end where mm-hmm. they have to slow down, and really only one car can fit through at the time. Uh, ended up ruining Gasly's lap, which I think that Alpine had pace to get into Q3, obviously. But yeah, um, you know, for science, he got the brunt of that where he just it just kept happening to him with everybody where he was blocking everybody, and then mm-hmm. it just kept happening with the other drivers. And it it was definitely the made qualifying dramatic because if you waited too long to get your lap in, you're just going to be stuck in this queue. And then yeah. I think we saw at the end of I think it was the end of Q1 where like Norris signs and like. I think Perez or somebody else all started their laps like all at once. And, like they were like yeah. three wide in qualifying, which was wild to see. Yeah, they were really tripping over each other. There was a lot of people that went went deep on that last yeah. uh, chicane there. I think Piastri was one of the big ones throughout yeah. the race, and uh, Albon in qualifying, I believe it was. Yeah. And there was a lot of incidents there at that last uh, last chicane there. But yeah, a pretty entertaining quality, I would say. Um, obviously, Ferrari having their difficulties. Uh, Hulkenberg was looking good, Norris was looking good, and obviously Albon again. Uh, but let's go ahead and jump into the race highlights. So like we like we mentioned, a couple of penalties. Hulkenberg ended up not starting from the front row. Uh, and then we had a couple other, obviously, signs dropping out of the top 10. Uh, a pretty good getaway. Uh, Hamilton especially yeah. was able to take off around Alonso. Not a huge uh, straight down it's to the short, first. It's a very short run to, to the first turn, yeah. Yeah, and they were able to to get around that pretty clean. There was yeah. a few gainers in the back. I think Perez was up a couple spots, even though he started on the hards. Yeah, uh, over the first couple laps, so everything kind of shook out pretty clean over the first few laps. Yeah, no drama. I think it was it was shocking to see because usually at Canada you do have a lot of incidents in those first couple turns, all the mm-hmm. way to through turn four. Um, but there were really no incidents. They 
they kept it clean and you know up until the in the first two laps you know you had other than Hamilton getting ahead and a little battling between drivers in the in the midfield in the back you didn't really have much action they all kind of just got in line and then mm-hmm. got in kind of a DRS train and then until we had um I guess it was was it Sergeant that Sergeant went out first right so yep. a couple laps in we had Sergeant basically at a perfect point in the track somehow quick VSC lose power quick VSC no one really pitted during that they just kind of did the yep. VSC and I think it was lap, it was early like three or four or something like yep. that and then kind of rolled him off track so tough for him and we'll get into him later with some other rumors but I mean yeah. you know America and F1 could be dead this it could be dead but it's looking down um, you know it was other than that no drama and then they kind of VSC started up back up again no one we didn't have any uh I was hoping to see some drama where like we had like like we had Russell last year George. and Perez or like yeah. something like that but that didn't really happen with the VSC so I will say one of the the greater things to see throughout the beginning stages of that race was how close the first, I don't know, maybe four, five, six cars were together. Yeah. I think it was both the Mercedes, uh, Alonzo and Max, all the first four within yeah. maybe six seconds. Oh yeah. Within seconds. six seconds of each other, I think for majority of those first yeah. 10, 12 laps. And they were really able to, you know, st- they, they pulled even, away. Yeah. They, they definitely they started did. to pull away, but they weren't, it wasn't a DRS train. They were no. all genuinely there on pace and yeah. it was really good to see. I think it set up for a good race. And then I think the pressure got to George a little bit and we saw him go over the, over the bumps there at turn. Yeah. Would it be four there and, and yeah. uh, put his rear end into the wall. And I mean, he looked, that's just me on the F1 game. Oh, a little exuberant, but you know, you just have no damage on, you just bounce off and keep going and you gain time on that. But yeah, you know, it's, that was really tough to see. Like you said, I think he he was really trying to stay within DRS Hamilton, mm-hmm. and he really pushed the curb and went right over it, and yeah. then just like we talked about earlier, just swung into the back wall. And I don't know how he even continued, but he got it in. And the replay of that, you saw debris yeah. go everywhere. Not debris, you saw yeah, debris, <laughs> debris yeah. go everywhere. And it was, you know, he pulled out his. Obviously, his tire was was barely hanging on the rim. Yeah. I was impressed that he got it back to the pit lane and then i thought you know there's there's no way they send that car out again yeah hoping that they would though obviously as a mercedes fan as a hoping george russell they, fan yeah you're... yeah hoping that they would send it out you know they they had a long pit stop they had the safety car so they had some yeah. time to do so and they decided to send him out there he said he said his uh his radio message was really interesting it's definitely bent but i think we're okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, i'm impressed that you can feel that obviously yeah. they can feel just about anything but the fact that that doesn't change, you know, he, I mean, yeah. he was running. He oh, was rapid. I think, yeah, he got all the way back up to, what, 7th or 8th? I think 8th yeah. he got back up to from 20th. Mm-hmm. And we had a full safety car for this George incident. Yeah. Everyone pit. He obviously had to pit and change everything, whatever, and was mm-hmm. at the back. But then he got back through the order uh, and got up to 8th place. And, he like, was, yeah. he was passing people, and, like, it wasn't... He was two at a time in some instances. Yeah. We saw... Uh, who was that? DeVries and uh, one of the one of the Haas drivers tripping over each other at the end oh, of the yeah, race. Oh, yeah. DeVries and Magnuson had the... I mean, let's talk about this for a minute. Let's so do it. We'll go a little off script here for a second, but DeVries is... I mean, it's just getting worse and worse by the week. Like, he just doesn't... It was a terrible instance. He just didn't break, and then they just went straight on. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. He basically tried to do, for those of you who didn't watch... Like a dive bomb into turn four, which like you really can't do. Like the way it's structured, you gotta get it real slow down. You gotta get it real slow down. He tried to like dive bomb Magnuson, and then you had like where we thought we we're gonna have a situation with like Gasly and Ricardo 
at Baku a few years ago where mm-hmm. Ricardo backed right into him. Yeah. And then DeVries had to ultimately wait for Magnus anyway, so it ruined both their races. It was, I mean, it was just tough to see from, it from was, DeVries. Yeah, I mean, it was set up. Like, think about that, those string of corners and how tight those cars were yeah. if it was like Hamilton and Alonso. Yeah. Would have been fantastic racing. Yeah. And I was really excited to watch that, you know, that... Turn one was awesome to watch. Yeah. They were battling in turn one, and then DeVries got the inside line through turn two through yeah. that long, slow right-hander. And, you know, setting up for a great rest of the lap, yeah. a good battle to watch. And and then he DeVries... Straight on. Just yeah. <laughs> and, and the Haas tries to turn in on him, but obviously can't, backs out of it. Yeah. I was really confused because he, you know, Haas was able to slow it down. Yeah. He probably could have turned right into the grass and gone around. Yeah. But he, you know... Still had a little bit of momentum and then yeah. had to flick it left at the end not to hit DeVries. Yeah. But yeah, really, like you said, ruined both of their races. George got around them when they were fumbling over each other in turn yeah. two. And then, you know, that was that was a pretty great overtake. It was overtake a great overtake, watch. yeah. And, and it was just, that's just, there's just, just levels to it, right? So you saw George make that overtake on both of them at once, goes clear. And then we see DeVries just put him and Magnuson straight on at turn four. The only ones to do that the whole day. Like, that's just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just it was just starting to divert from the art structure here, but like it was just I had to mention that. Like DeVries was just Yeah, it, it was, was a tough one. Good. And I think we good. can I think we can get back to it in our next segment there. But you know, let's go ahead. Lando gets a penalty. We did see there was multiple instances of drivers tripping over each other in the pit lane. A couple yeah. of, of near pit lane overtakes. We saw Aston Martin have a really good stop when Mercedes had a a bit of a slow one. Yep. And uh, Hamilton come out. Alonso made a little well, bit did, did more a little of drama. It. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was good to see that Toto mimicking it. Toto. It was funny. Yeah. And then we had uh, Lando and I think Albon, which was definitely yeah. like, I think could have been a penalty, but they didn't give one to Lando for that. It looked like it was yeah. going to be a slam dunk penalty. I think Albon led off more so yeah. than had to break. And, and so he was able to get away with that one. Lando was almost fishtailing out of there yeah. too. It was a really interesting incident. To me though, I, incident. Yeah, this is another point, I guess, like, and maybe this is everybody's got different views on this, but like, I don't know how you can like, that's like not the driver's choice, right? Like the engineer's going to, that feels like it should be something that's a, like a fine to the team and not a penalty for the driver. Cause it's not like yeah. the driver is like, he's just going when the guy tells him to go. Yeah. And like, I'm not just saying that cause it was Lando. Like I'm saying that in general, I've always thought this, like, I think it's so like, it should just be a huge fine to the team to be like, you need to be better. I think at the end of the day, it's a team sport, right? Yeah. So there, there is that aspect of it. Yeah. The pit stop is a big strategic part of the race. That's and, fair. You know, the team comes into play there. The, the other thing is, you know, you're, you're losing out as a driver who gets stuck behind somebody like that with a pit lane incident. You're losing, yeah. you know, maybe up to a second. A second, that's fair. If that's you're not fair. able to get out there. And so, it, you know, it's really more so to to not reward that driver but punish that punish the other driver, driver for, yeah. for holding up yeah. the, the other one and and when you're so close in battle like that yeah. it can reward you by getting yeah. you points back so yeah i mean max hitting the bird was another incident yeah. i think that was pretty early wasn't it oh yeah it was very early on he hit the bird and he said he hit a bird and then i think nobody could find footage <laughs> of it oh no one could find footage of it and i think everybody who was on a max was like Please be slow now. Like, yeah. Let's make this a race. Like, oh, yeah. I don't care if it takes 10 birds in his engine, whatever it takes to uh-huh. like make it so we can have a battle for first. But 
it didn't really slow him down. They said it was in his brake duck at the end and they pulled it out, but it yeah. was, it didn't slow him down any, but it was kind of a funny visual where he was just like, I think I hit a bird mm-hmm. and then just kept casual. driving. And then casual, he was casual all the time. Then he had the, I will say it was funny at the end when he went over the curb, Russell did. And mm-hmm. he said, I almost took myself out with the curb and he did like a giggle. And I was like, imagine being that like comfortable up front where he's Confident. like joking around that like he yeah. almost taking himself out in a curb. Yeah. But yeah, that was wild. I mean, that's they always have like the, the I think the groundhogs there are always like yep. can be an issue. But we saw him out the, in Quali when the, it was dry. Yeah, the birds. The bird was a new one for me where he just it just went right into his brake duck and like mm-hmm. I don't know, just interesting. Yeah, definitely a uh, a moment of hope for a lot of us. I think to to see some mix up at the front of the grid, but didn't get much. Max went on to win his 41st tied with Eric and Senna and yeah. uh, the 100th for Red Bull. So yep. uh, a decent couple of statistics for, for the Red Bull team. Let's go ahead and jump into our top three drivers of the weekend. And uh, I kind of kind of pre-assign these here. I don't know okay. if you, if you got a look Let's just here. roll with them. Now go ahead and just... So your three drivers of the weekend, <laughs> as determined by me... This is true, were... people listening. I did not... I've not seen these at all. I have no idea what three drivers he's going to name. <laughs> Your first favorite driver of the weekend was Lando Norris. Okay, yeah. So that's I'm gonna I'll, I'm glad you gave me that one because I'm everyone knows I'm a Lando guy. But yep. I think other than the penalty, which could be argued was Mickey Mouse because everyone during a virtual safety car or safety car does the backing up, mm-hmm. um, and there's really no. I mean, unless you're like you know at the front, like you had. If anyone remembers from 2021, like Bottas kind of did that in Jeddah in 2021 to really slow down Max behind him from pitting. But like, other than that, you're not, it's not really that beneficial because you're all relining up together anyways. So what's it really matter? Like, I guess the double stack, if you're that close, but like in the end, it's not going to affect that much anyways. So a little bit Mickey Mouse. I will say though, and I think you agree, he was the most racy of any car this weekend. He was definitely up he there. He had some really good overtakes. He had some really good dive bombs into the hairpin. Right after the safety car, dive, yeah. <clears throat> dive bomb on his, his own, own teammate. teammate. Mm-hmm. He looked really pacey. Um, you know, he went for the dive bomb at the end on Ocon to try to pass him on track, and mm-hmm. it just didn't work out. But it was, a, I mean, it was, it was a very, I think, very good weekend for him. He had a good qualifying. He looked good in the race. He was on for whatever, P8, if he wouldn't have had the penalty. So, yeah. And, and, you know, not to knock him for it, but he was, you know, Piastri was able to overtake him at the beginning yeah. and was really fighting him throughout the whole race. Yeah. More so to say that Piastri's also taken a big step yeah. forward. And I think they're both able to be up there hunting for points on a weekly basis. Yeah. And, and that's just something really good to see for the McLaren yeah. team as a whole. I uh, also want to point out strategically in qualifying McLaren, great decision. It was a great decision. Norris for that. It was, was a good really, weekend from them. They didn't get yeah. any points. It was the, it was, I will say this. I'm trying to think of a way to worse. It was the best weekend you could have without getting points. If that makes sense. The best pointless weekend. It was the best pointless weekend. You yeah. could have. <laughs> well, your second favorite driver was Max Verstappen. Okay. That, I mean, that checks out too, right? I mean, he once again cleared the field by like what? 1.2 seconds in quality mm-hmm. is the biggest gap in quality you've had in like, since like it was a quite decade time, or whatever. Yeah. But, um, He's just been he's been perfect, right? He's been pretty much perfect this year. Yeah. Um, other than the bird and other than hitting the curb. bird and the curb, but like he had no mistakes. I think he's still like holding pace in hand too. He's just yeah. bringing it home every week. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's he doesn't. I think that's the biggest thing, and I think that's what we. That's just what I like. Why he's dominating? This is you know he's got the best car right now. And then like, I think with it, you have to not make mistakes. Right. And that's the biggest thing I think to point out is like the difference in him and Perez right now is that's astronomical. True. Like 
you look back at they both have they're in one of the most dominant cars ever made mm-hmm. statistically one of the most dominant cars and you got Prez who's missed Q3 three races in a row now yeah Max has been on pole all those races what four or five races and the last then season. yeah or four or five races for Prez Max has won all those races and like it's I don't know I think it's and you looked at the in the race itself like Max kept clear of a lot like of Alonzo like they didn't really die they gap kept going up and then mm-hmm. you know Prez couldn't even keep pace with the Ferraris so like it's I don't know it's it's one of those things where I think he's really stretching his legs now in the field and like really not yeah. to use that that's a big Formula One term or big commentary term saying stretching your legs but right. he's he looks much better than everybody else right now so right before you brought up the Perez point which is a really good point and I think kind of negates the argument that I'm about to bring up here is you know, you say that he has pace in hand, and I think yeah. that's that's pretty commonly thought yeah. among the paddock. He has pace in hand. How much pressure is he under, really? And how hard is he pushing to where, you know, we saw him battling in 2021 with Hamilton, and there yeah. was a lot of incidents a lot from of mistakes, both of them. Yeah, from both you know, of them, yeah. Not to knock Max specifically. Yeah. From both, both of them, of them there yeah. were incidents. Which is going to happen when you're in a fight like that, but yeah. And something you would expect from, a ch- like, obviously a championship driver is going to have a lot less of them. Yeah. But he has had next none. to none. Yeah. And so, do you think that having pace in hand is why he looks so flawless from week to week? Or, and obviously the, the Perez, yeah. you know, maybe the car isn't as good as it seems in his hands because we can see it with Perez yeah. and it's not doing the job that... We would expect of it, but I, I think that's something to think about is that he's he's not necessarily under that kind of pressure. Oh no, I agree. So I think it's I think it's probably a little both, right? I think he's not under pressure right now. So you're not seeing those mistakes. Um I also think he's just at the peak of his career right now. Like obviously this is the mm-hmm. best he's ever been driving, but you make a good point there. In twenty twenty one there were a lot more mistakes because he was under pressure the yeah. entire season. Um but for me I think, yeah, until if we can get the Mercedes or the Aston Martin to be close and then he's actually being challenged for a race one, then I think we'll actually see, you know, is this someone who's makes mistakes now? Because it did, yeah. if you do look at last year, it didn't happen much, but yeah. he did have some mistakes early in the season mm-hmm. with the Ferraris. And then, especially in Brazil, like he made a ton of mistakes with Lewis yeah. and with George mm-hmm. throughout because they had the pace that weekend and he made a ton of mistakes. So I think it is a fair point to say like he's not under pressure at all. So we're not seeing him. Yeah. But at the same time, you still have to capitalize on that, right? Like that's what, that was the difference between Lewis and Valtteri for all those years was that, Mm -hmm. you know, they did have the best car. They both had the best car, but you know, and Valtteri always spoke to that too. He always said like Lewis never, he never really lost points, you Mm -hmm. know, a bad, like Mike Max says now, he said it this year, like a bad, a good weekend on P1, a bad weekend on P2. Mm-hmm. That's where you have to be if you have that kind of car, and he's yeah. shown that this year. And he, you know, he's so comfortable, yeah, and so confident in the car. You know, it's it's one of those things. Heading into Quali weekend, it's it's a lock. I mean, yeah, Max to get pulled, and he's he's a lock on himself. He's betting on himself yeah. ten times out of ten. A lot of these drivers are probably, you know, you got to be confident to be a championship driver. Yeah. But it's on another level right now for Max, yeah. and, and very impressive. Yeah. All right, your third top driver of the weekend was Fernando Alonso. Wow, you just picked all my favorites here. <laughs> Bingo. Um, okay, so I will say this about <clears throat> Fernando. So I think another consistent weekend for him, it's kind of a similar story to the Max situation, right? Mm-hmm. They have, prop like this weekend, they have the second best car. 
He made it work. He was in second place. Again, I think it's another, like, he's one, though, I think you the pressure, like, he did get pressure from Hamilton some, and he has gotten yeah. pressure this season from other drivers. So I think he's been very consistent. He's done a great job. I think the same point can be made where he's just, I mean, Stroll, just on another level compared to Stroll. Absolutely. In qualifying and in the race, there's a big discrepancy. Yeah. Alonzo's the one that's capitalizing, and I think he's he's been very consistent in that. So he's been very consistent in, again, not making mistakes in qualifying, not making mistakes in the race, and whatever the maximum points are for that car for the day, he's getting. Yeah. I will say a couple things. He's almost almost single-handedly willing that car and that team to third place in the championship Oh, yeah, the right points now. percentage between the breakout between him and Stroll is unbelievable. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's, and it's very impressive, also something that I think a lot of a lot of people would have expected, right? Yeah. The other thing I will say is I was very impressed this race that after being ta- overtaken by Hamilton, he wasn't super pressed to, to re-overtake yeah, right away. Yeah, he kind of took his time and... And let, you know, waited till the yeah. next stint to where he had more pace and was able to, to do it and then even extend that gap a little bit. So I think he handled the race really well. Uh, today and I think that's something that he just has that confidence now yeah. in the car whereas at the beginning of the season you saw him really fighting to get those podiums yeah I think now he knows that he has the pace to get the podiums and he's a little more comfortable letting the race develop oh yeah and just getting there you know on merit. yeah and I'll say too he's in this is he's kind of grown on me this where he's been a much better pleasant person yeah I think he was he had big like angry old guy vibes the last couple years big villain now they have a good good car. He's been much more nice. Him and him and Lewis are suddenly best friends now. Yeah. Um. He's more jokey, like on the track, he's, and like he's more funny rather. He's than more, more funny, like uh, trolly. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> Instead of being an a hole, he's he's more like it's more funny now. Yeah. And I do think that's like helped him in a way too, because it's like less pressure. I think it's less pressure, and he's just driving less angry. I don't think mm-hmm. it's good to drive angry like that. And like, yeah. I think he's just in a much better mood every weekend. You know, he had. A lot of incidents last year. We had, yeah, a lot of incidents. We're not getting those this year. We had him, you know, he's complimenting people more now. We had him in uh, in the cool-down room when Lewis said, your yeah. rear end is insane to uh-huh. Max. And then Alonzo said, you mean my, or like mine or whatever. And yeah. then uh, even in the jokes after, Lewis joking that, like, he was old and the thing after. And yeah. like, I don't know. He's just been much See more, yeah, it's been much more pleasant to be around. And, like, I think that, it's like, overall as a driver, that impacts, like, your your mentals and like how he's approaching each weekend. And I think he's much more, he's almost got like a, it's like a bodice approach to the weekend where he's like, yeah. just like happy and like happy to be there. And it's well, like, it's, whatever it's similar happens, to happens. Max yeah. at this point, he's comfortable and confident yeah. in the car and he's, yeah. he's able to rely on the car yeah. a little more than I think he had at the beginning of the yeah. year because now he's, he's understanding of yeah. the pace that they have yeah and, and consistent pace and something that I think they're, you know, they're taking a step forward yeah. on this. They're, them and Mercedes are both taking a step forward towards Red Bull, something yeah. we saw this weekend, and I think we're both very happy to see that. And I'm yeah. sure a lot I of mean, I just hope we get, if we can get to like one or two races at the end of the season. Yeah, that are right. close. Anybody but Red Bull winning. Anybody but Red Bull winning. Race I'm, I'm not, again, the way it's going right now, though, unless Max has a DNF. Yeah. Or there's like a horrific rain thing and some thing wild happens, but even then, like, I, he, again, Around nine he could of win. 23. He could win around nine twenty or a nine of twenty three or whatever. He could win the last thirteen, fourteen races, and like I wouldn't be like, wow, like that's yep. really like I'm shocked. Yeah. All right, I'll I'll run through my top three drivers of the weekend. Not a ton to say here. Uh, the first one, pretty obvious, Alex Albon. I mean, you know, yeah. We'll eat our words from Driver last week. I think we said ninth 
was probably the the ceiling. <laughs> oh for yeah, them. I mean we what to- we did tell everybody after the yeah. fact he said if you're gonna bet, bet the opposite bet of that, opposite. and bet bet Alb on top eight. And so mm-hmm. I want to thank everyone out. You feel free. You can send me. Uh, to my Venmo any, any some of the winnings <laughs> if you had because I definitely gave that pick out for free absolutely Albon top 8 <laughs> yeah yeah I mean what a great race from him he's now yeah. driving more defensive than he has last year and oh I yeah something that he was talking about in the post race show he has and, to and and he's yeah. killing it he's yeah. doing very well he's you know putting the car in great places he's able to to keep the speed up and he created that that DRS train and he's stuck Held right it. in it yeah. rather than moving backwards like we had seen mostly last year. Uh, so great race from him, yeah. great weekend from him. I mean, top in Q2 oh, in yeah. qualifying, unbelievable. Great strategy. And we, we talked about it last weekend. We said, how can they break through? And I said, Alex Albon, it's got to be a rain. weird strategy. Yeah. A rain in qualifying, which yeah. happened, and then a weird strategy in the race. And he one-stopped, he did 59 laps on yeah. the hards, and held everyone back the whole time. I Work mean, that out. car does not have pace, right? He just uh. it did the one-stop and held the ground and mm-hmm. – Gotten himself to the DRS train, and all he really had to do is just defend on that last straight every time, and he made it work. So yeah. credit to him; he had a great weekend, and he got a P seven, and that's. I mean, we'll get to it in a little bit, but a great points haul for the team and for him as well. Yeah. Uh, next driver of the weekend, Leclerc. I'm going maybe a little bit of a reach here. I think obviously it was mostly the team's fault. He had a great call and qualifying. Oh yeah, it was to the say, team's fault entirely. To say I want to go on softs, yeah. they said no. Uh, I think he wasn't able to perform as well because of the he wasn't able to get the tire temperature up yeah. and, and able to really perform on the tires that he had in qualifying. But I think he had a quiet, great race. You know, he was able to get past Good his strategy teammate. from Ferrari too. Absolutely, the yeah. The race they, I mean, they made huge inroads. In I thought race, it was going right? to be a terrible call. I'm like, why do they not pit? This is classic Ferrari, but it worked. And well, they started 10-11. Yeah, and they finished four five. Yeah, uh, Leclerc was able to get through his teammate in that time, and. No drama either. They Absolutely. told Science like you're not going to pass them, and Science just obliged to it. And mm-hmm. it was they were within like a second and a half of each other, and it was just a was they cool. kind of ran a lonely race. It was there yeah. was a second where they thought as they were on the mediums and Hamilton was not on the hards, or mm-hmm. wasn't the hards like they might catch up to him or, or vice versa. Sorry, they were on the hards and Hamilton on the medium, but there was it, it a gap just grew then. But they so they were kind of in there like they were very clearly like the fourth best car this weekend, yeah. but. They kind of ran their own race. You had George go out. You had Stroll had a terrible qualifying was further back. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, Perez didn't have the pace, so they capitalized and got a four or five. So, I mean, it was the Twitter after was funny too because it was like, like just everyone was like, "What a great weekend Ferrari!" It's like they got four or five, but like yeah. for them that was like they didn't screw anything up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I and I think they could have had so much more if qualifying didn't happen yeah. the way it did. But yeah, to to come back on Sunday and and be able to pull in those points was a good result from what we've yeah. seen them trending towards for sure. Uh, my, my last top three driver of the weekend here, very quiet race. And I think a very quiet driver this whole year, Esteban Ocon. Wow. He, he, I mean, in Montreal, very French. Yeah. Qualified in sixth place. Yeah. A, a good qualifying. Yeah, he did. Have, he's been, he's been, I mean, I'm having to eat my words here, but. I said preseason. I said gas is going to absolutely dust this guy. Yeah, and it's been he hasn't been. It's been close, but like it's Ocon has won that battle almost every time. And like I agree with you, he's been the quietest driver this whole year. He's been mm-hmm. like top seven the entire time, and like no one said anything about it. He's sitting ninth in the standings right now, which would be based on you know the top four 
team, team standings. That is the best of the rest right yeah. now. And he's he's just doing it so quietly, and he's he's got a gap there too. Yeah, I mean it's a fourteen point gap. Yeah, he's not far off teammate. Stroll, and Stroll stunk this year, so mm-hmm. it's not out of the realm to think he could be P eight by the end of the year. Breaking into that, yeah. So yeah, I mean, not much to say. His race was was clean. It was quiet, uh, and you know he was able to bring in the points. I think you know just behind Albon, not able to to kind of break that that gap there. But yeah, overall a great weekend um, and just quiet. Yeah, I think that yeah. Alpine after their big uh, Laurent Rossi coming over. Yeah, they really got together after yeah, that. <laughs> no kidding. Kind of put in the public eye. Yeah. Uh, unvol- involuntarily. Yeah. All right. We're jumping into a couple of team highlights. I think we'll just do this real quick. Obviously, Williams strategy, some of McLaren yeah. strategy and quality, Ferrari race day. Yeah. Pretty simple. We'll leave it at that. Knock, knocked him out. Yeah. Overtake highlights. I think there's probably a few. Hamilton at the beginning. Mm-hmm. George, George on both of them. For the two. Lando on multiple times with the dive bombs. With, over his teammate was probably the, yeah, the best the one. key one there. Uh, I think that, that kind of does it. There was a couple of, of very weird incidents at that last corner. Yeah. The last chicane after the long straight with people trying to pit. Yeah. But, you know, I don't think there was a ton of really high drama overtakes. No. Um. Massey performance of the week. We're bringing it back. Yeah, it's so a massive performance of the week. So we've, I don't know how we just forgot about this, but um, yeah, I mean, we, we owe it to Massey. We owe it to the person before Massey, which is the TV performance of the week. So we owe it to our sweet prince, Nicholas Latifi, as our well. Sweet but, prince. Here's, um, here's what we'll do this week I've pulled two drivers that I yeah. think can can fit in here. Yeah. And I think it's a pretty obvious fit. I think we've already kind I know, of I know one. Here. I don't know what you're going to do for the other one. DeVries is the one that we all yeah, know. Yeah, DeVries is the lock of the century. This was, <laughs> He was, for me this week, if, if, you know, if FanDuel had put odds out, he was minus 10,000 for Absolutely. Master Runs of the Week. The other driver I have here, and I don't think he fully deserves it, George Russell. Uh, he did have, yeah, self-inflicted, self-inflicted But he did come back during the thing. He did. Uh, I mean, I would just give him like a five for the weekend for a score because mm-hmm. like he did look pacey and he looked good, but then he had yeah. an incident. So yep. this is to me, uh, it's a fair point to bring him up at least though. But DeVries is the the lock for this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one will never, I guess we'll never know is like that that meme, but like with Sargent because he only got to do like three laps. Yeah. I feel like we could have some spicy stuff from him, but yeah, DeVries by far. I mean, we could again. We've talked about this a bunch. We could have been more wrong about the guy. He stinks. Yeah. He's. I don't know how he. I don't know. Like, I know we talked about it a little, but this is just. It's just just more and more seem like they're gonna have Iowas in after this break. And if if it does, I mean, we'll see how silly silly yeah. season gets. You got Ricardo sitting yeah. there. You got some young. Drivers. Ricardo would be fun too. I mean, Schumacher's sitting on the sideline too, and we, we can touch on some of that in a yeah. little bit. But yeah, DeVries absolutely takes the takes the takes cake the for massive performance sure. of the week. Yeah. Now for the team, we'll do the same thing. Yeah. AlphaTauri. Yeah. They weren't able to do anything. And Haas. Okay. I think those are. I think they're you both deserve the award, and here's why. So I think um, AlphaTauri just brought like just didn't really do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, Sonoda got up to 14th, but again, that car is terrible. Yeah. Um, it's they didn't really do anything. Like DeVries had that incident, but there wasn't really anything. Like it didn't. I didn't see Alvatore and think, "Wow, they're really slow." But they also didn't have anything to like bring them up. There was two DNFs so yeah. and Sonoda 
gained two places so and DeVries gained none. Technically, so lost. nothing really happened. So they just kind of evened out, which is like why I would put them as the one team. And then the other team I would say is Haas. And I think it's a two factor one. The reason they're in it is so Alvatore was consistently bad. Haas had a really high high yeah. with Hulk in qualifying with Hulkenberg P2. Mm-hmm. But then they were by far the slowest car this weekend, and it wasn't close. I saw the statistics after it that was confirmed. It was a quick Hulkenberg and Magnussen were so slow. Hulkenberg was like on the verge of historically slow for pace. It was bad. And that's not him as a driver. Like That's the car there. Mm-hmm. He just felt – he started B5. He just fell all the way through the order. We saw nothing of him then. Yeah. He was back at the pack then, finishing 15th. Um, Magnussen finishing 17th. Mm-hmm. Just no race pace at all. Which usually, the Haas car, I feel like it's the other way. Usually they are terrible in qualifying, and they're a little better in the race. But except they, for in Brazil. Except for in Brazil. <laughs> um, but just had nothing. You get this Mickey Mouse qualifying with the rain, and Hulkenberg is way out of position. Yeah. I don't think anyone expects him to even really finish in the points, but I thought, okay, if he can maybe hang on like P10 or something, mm-hmm. not even close. So I'd give it to both those teams. I think it's fair to give it to both. Yeah. For the Alvatore, just... Not a good weekend at all. Mm-hmm. And for Haas, horrible race. Just a horrible... You could argue it was the slowest car of the season. <laughs> yeah. And and you also got to point out the fact that Williams, the team down there in the standings with them, were able to do so much with yeah. the weekend. And even Bottas was getting points in the Alfa Romeo. Yeah. So just a real big step back for both of those teams. I would have to lean towards Haas a little bit, but I think, you know, tough weekend for yeah. both of them. Real quick track thoughts. The change uh, of the wall coming out in turn one, two. Then they got uh, rid of it for the race, though. They pulled it a little bit back. Yeah. I think, I mean, dangerous little little thing it there. It seemed dangerous. The change made it more dangerous, I feel like. Yeah, almost. It, it, there's, I don't know the benefit there. I mean, it is, understandably from the stewards' perspective, if you go long in turn one, you can't just keep going straight and turn yeah. right. Yeah. So, understandably that there needs to be something there. What it is... Just put those There's little, uh, safe. what is it, like they have at Monza with the little cones or whatever. Just put the things in the things so that if they go straight on, they have to weave some. But where are you going to weave? And then you're and then you're joining the track fully listen, perpendicular. I don't have to tell you. Uh, I don't know what, if every state has to do this, but for my driving test, I had to do the move, maneuverability. <laughs> and I did that fine. And that was not in a Formula 1 car. Was it a two-meter wide car, though? I mean, it was a pretty wide car, I feel like, right? That's it was a pretty, pretty girthy car, but like it was... <laughs> okay. I, I just I don't I don't know what the answer is. I I just yeah. threw that out there as a possibility. Something 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 that makes them it doesn't even have to be a total weave. Something that makes them go mm-hmm. around something so mm-hmm. that it's slower so they're not gaining time. It's just hard through. on the on the rejoin, right? Yeah. It, it's almost like you have to make it like a pit lane at Monza or yeah. Spa where you got to go so far, so far down. down. To, to they get should make back that. They could do that too where it's like a full another course and it pops out somewhere else but mm-hmm. it's slower. So it's yeah. like if you take the wrong, like if you're playing putt putt, and you, you do take, a you do you take a the long way around. <laughs> yeah. or it's like the what is it in uh, when you get a penalty in uh, MotoGP and you have to do the longer or what am I thinking uh-huh. of? Where yeah. you have to do like the longer lap? Well, there's the in in dirt biking or whatever. What is what Formula is, E? You can go long and get the boost. The boost, yeah. In MotoGP, they have if there's a penalty, specific long well, corners. Long, long corners, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's something like that at Canada. I'm just we're just throwing ideas out there. Yeah, why not? But it's. You, I do agree. It's you can't have them just go straight on because the same thing kind of happens at Mexico that first turn, mm-hmm. where we've seen people just go straight across that first chicane yeah. and just cut the grass basically, and then rejoin and not lose anything out of it. So 
it's almost like they would have to cut into that forest a little bit just to yeah. to make that. And then you would have to almost I'm just trying to think of join like the most four. Yeah, the most wild scenario is like if you ramped them up and they were in the air over the course. <laughs> rejoin. All right, calm down, <laughs> calm down. Let's go ahead and move on to some predictions. And let's not try to predict what they're going to do yeah. to change that. Uh, one last track thought. The rain was great at that track. Oh, I yeah. Think something we see. It just floods there. Canada, it just... Canada, we do see a lot of rain and absolutely love it at that track. It, it definitely needs the spice. You know, it's such, yeah. a, a, such a fast track. But anyway, let's go ahead and jump into predictions. Pre-quality predictions. Let's try to run through these ones pretty quick. Alex had Max Hamilton Russell. Yeah, so I got Max right. I didn't account for the rain in that. Um, or Hulkenberg, I guess. Or Hulkenberg. But in the dry, that might have probably happened. I don't know. Yeah. Alonzo probably would have snuck in there. But just try to get Alonzo out there. be a little different. And then for my other two, I think I had Albon Q3, mm-hmm. which I nailed. And Absolutely. Stroll not Q3 because he's in his home race and there's no way he's going to make it to Q3. <laughs> so I, I, I give myself credit. This is the best quality predictions I've had in a while. You nailed them. You got the, yeah. got the poll right, yeah. which we're not really going to count with that much. But... The two other predictions I got right, so I think we tweak our pre qual. I think we need to tweak our quality predictions. Where I think we, we don't do just... the full podium. We do pole and a couple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went with Max Hamilton, Alonso. Uh, you know, got the top three right after the race some start changes basically. Uh, and then I said both marks top five. Bam, four five. Yep. And then I also said Stroll top seven, and that didn't happen. So Yeah, I just you, we knew that, though. Again, that was the I writing mean, was on the wall. You got hope for him, though. Oh, no, I did. I had hope for him, too, at his home. He had the home, the grandstand and everything, but mm-hmm. it's, he stinks. He stinks. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't been able to, to string together good weekends he, in a row. Yeah, really. it's, it's, it's a he hasn't been able to string together good weekends with an S. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> He's had one good weekend. Right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into the race here. Alex, you had Max Lewis Russell. Yeah, again, just I thought I thought the Mercedes were going to be quicker than the Aston Martin. They weren't this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been, though, had George not crashed, I think he would have finished fourth. So they would have been 3-4. So it's yeah. not terribly off. And then I don't even remember what I put for I think two safety cars, which is you technically had, right. You had two safety cars and Checo top five. What was he? Six? Six, yeah. Okay. Wasn't able I to mean, break. not terrible. We got two we got a VSC and a safety car, and then mm-hmm. we got Prez six. It wasn't, think, it wasn't a terrible weekend of predictions. Kind of surprising that, that Checo wasn't able to sneak past one Ferrari. I mean he Yeah, he was he slow start, though. I don't know what happened. He didn't start far behind him. No. It's something he started on the hards. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't able to make too many inroads on that first stint, but you would have thought he could get through him. Yeah. Anyway, good weekend for Ferrari, yeah. I guess. I went with Max Lewis Alonso. Got him right, wrong order. Uh, not by much, yeah. though. I had only one McLaren gets points, which, tough one with the penalty for Norris there. Yeah, I mean, I think you could give yourself a half for that, though, because uh-huh. on track, he wasn't the points. And again, it wasn't it wasn't a cut-and-dry penalty. It was That's true. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take a half point. Yeah. Thanks for that, Alex. <laughs> and then my last one was my fantasy lineup makes money. Uh I was, I was real close. I don't know what was your fantasy lineup. I did a head to head. I had uh, I had the Mercedes as my constructor, which was really yeah. tough. And I think the you know George George falling out really didn't do me do me. They would have been, I think, if you would have had George fourth. If even if George would have would have stuck in at eighth, I would have yeah would have would have hauled in the cash. But uh, yeah, no luck for me. I had Max as my team captain one and a half times. That was 
pretty obvious okay, lock that's, there. That seems like what was that like minus five hundred? That couldn't have been good odds. Well, it was a it was a fantasy lineup, so I oh, picked okay. essentially how I do fantasy, and then yeah. you, you submit it to DraftKings. They have yeah, I might have to thing. get it on without even know that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, we go through. <laughs> Unfortunate, though. Yeah. RIP to my wallet. And uh, also RIP to potential long-term money with uh, Bottas pulling in another point over Joe. Anyway. Yeah, it's not looking good. That one's looking because they only have nine points, so I don't know how many points they're going to be getting the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah. What are they at in this? What do we got here for the standings? What is So Bottas is at five points, and Joe is at – oh, it's five to four. Yep. Okay, so bad. you're good then. You're it's good. Bad. You're good. If he gets – if Bottas gets like a three or four-point lead, though, that might be wraps. Like, if he if he pulls it up with a – yeah, mid-top ten. I mean, if you look if at he Albon, finishes, If he gets like a P7 and ends up with like a six points, like that could be game over. Albon just jumped up to 12. Albon is 12th in, in that, which is wild. He's only 5% behind Lando. That, man, that McLaren needs to get better. I mean, he's above Piastri. He's above yeah. both the, the Alfa Romeos. I mean, just a, a great points haul for him. Yeah. Uh, Williams jumping up to ninth in the standings, only one point behind Haas, two points behind Alfa Romeo, and I would say pretty comfortably ahead of Alfa Tori. Yeah, Alfa Tori, that is a historically bad car for him. Yeah. It yeah, is. I mean, the fact that I know Sonoda didn't this weekend, but the Sonoda's been like on the edge of the points most weekend, and that mm. thing is unbelievable. Uh, another thing to point out, Aston Martin closing the gap up to Mercedes, 167 to 154. Yeah. With George DNF this weekend, I still think because Stroll's so bad, like it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for for Aston Martin to overcome that. Red Bull's at seeing Red Bull at three twenty one already is absolutely insane, it and it's even more insane to think. The more wild thing to think about is like if they had, I Perez is only at one twenty six. If Perez is was on his normal form, they'd probably be like another what forty points up, like three sixty, yeah. and Perez would probably be at like one sixty right now, one seventy. Yeah, I mean, um, what do you got? 15 for second place, 18 for second place. Yeah. So I think the interesting thing, too, is if you look at the standings, I mean, Max is going to win this thing unless a car breaks every race. Yeah. Um, then you have a clump, I think, for second. So I think our battle for second this year is Perez, Alonso, and Hamilton. Mm-hmm. I think just the gap with what points they're fighting for, I know it's a decent amount of points, but it's with how consistent they've been, I don't see how Sainz, Russell, or Leclerc catch up at this point because mm-hmm. they're 40 clear. They've lost too many points. And they've lost too many points already. Um, so I think our battle for seconds is going to be between those two, and I think that'll go on the whole season. Yeah. Simply because Alonso and Hamilton are so consistent and Perez is not. Yeah. Um, and then you have a bunch for fifth, which is like Sainz, Russell, and Leclerc. And then they're strolled down as fighting for so few points every weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what to say. I think Stroll and O'Connor are going to duke it out for 8th and ninth. Yeah. Gasly's probably 10th with Norris fighting for 10th. I think those two probably fighting for 10th. The tough part is that Stroll has the potential to go up and finish P4 yeah. some random weekend. Um, but the rest is like, I'd say, I'd say Albon down. Who knows? Because they're all going to be fighting for probably one point max in a weekend. Mm-hmm. So who knows what's going to happen? I mean, the way the Williams has looked, you know, uh, let's let's clear one thing up. Great for them yeah. that they're that they're taking a step forward in the paddock. I think that's that's all, it's been awesome to watch. And you know they're two points away from P six here, P seven. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think it'll be. T- I my only caveat to that would be is you have your top five teams who are clear right now. Yeah, and you have McLaren sitting there. I don't see how McLaren gets any worse. I think they're going to make some improvements to where they're at least fighting for those back end of those points. Mm-hmm. And I think Norris and Pastry are going to move a decent amount from where they're at. Yeah. 
And so, yeah, that's to fair. me, I think it's I think they'll be six still, McLaren. But I think seven through ten. I mean, who knows? Like, yeah, they're I all mean, within a couple points of each other. <laughs> it's been rumored that uh, McLaren's going to be fighting Red Bull by the end of the season. That's according, according to, to Mika Akinen. Yeah, yeah. they'd be that fighting for like if if McLaren's. I'll say this: if Mc, I'll put everything on the line here. Yeah. If McLaren is fighting, if Lando Norris and Max Verstappen are duking it out for a win, legitimately on pace, uh-huh. not some Mickey Mouse race. Which hit me on pace before the end of the season. Well, I'll stop. We'll stop the podcast. You have to buy. No, no, no. <laughs> no, you'll have to buy a Mika Hakkinen merch. Yeah, a full outfit. The race suit. The race suit. <laughs> Put it all on the line. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and jump down to some of our paddock rumors, some of our off-track notes. Uh, I think only a couple things here. One big one, race relevant, is... Mercedes announcing they have two upgrades before the summer. One being a big one, significant. Yeah. In I mean, in what better Taking race? the side pods off again? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Going back to it, they've they've come out and said that they're they're finding correlation again. They're understanding what's going yeah. on. It's reflecting itself in in their uh, race results. So, you know, they're really taking a step forward. It's really good to see, and and hopefully they can continue to chip away at that gap to Red Bull. Yeah. Similar to last year, hopefully we can get to the end of the season and they can be. Take a take a win at Brazil. And that, that feels like, I don't know, it's just... It just feels natural. But I mean, it feels natural, but also like having a British driver win in Silverstone would also feel... That's true. Yeah. Natural, too. Well, maybe Norris can help you out. Yeah. All right, the next one we've got here. <laughs> maybe the last British driver would have gone to. <laughs> All right, the next one. Next one here is Mick coming out saying that he was thinking... He got asked if he was going to replace Sargent. He said, uh, you know, maybe he'd yeah. be down to. He's ready to. Yeah. Well, was he going to say no? <laughs> yeah, true. And he said, uh, it's looking really good for 2024. I, this yeah. confuses me a little bit because. Oh, it doesn't confuse me at all. I mean, Sargent hasn't been historically bad. He's not the worst driver on the grid. He's, we were wrong about him, obviously. <laughs> I don't, I'm going to, I'll let you do your take and then I'll do mine. I just don't think he's been bad enough to warrant a, I mean, even rumored mid-season yeah. drop, right? Mm-hmm. That feels very extreme. And then to say that it's, or to like imply that it's almost a guarantee at the end of the season that he gets replaced feels a little rushed, I guess. He, he hasn't been on the chopping block yet. I don't think he's on the chopping block yet. It's not like he's had extremely bad i mean okay <laughs> give me your take i'm done with this okay so here's what i'll say i think he's been on the chopping block the entire time i think they came in with this basically they said we're gonna take they knew i think they had this was all closed doors discussions mercedes is taking in schumacher i think what williams said is hey let's do a little marketing here let's bring this american driver in That's he's good. got he showed some promise but we're going to give him the sh- a short leash. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think you could argue, I'm going to pull a Skip Bayless here. Uh, we were wrong about being wrong about <laughs> Logan Sargent, which means we were right. I don't think he stinks. But if you look at him comparatively, that is the worst or second to worst car. Let's say second to worst right now. Mm-hmm. He is not even close to Albon at anything. He's 0-9 in qualifying against Albon, 0-9 in the race and finishing order, like or 8-1, to whatever it yeah. is. Like, he is not even close to Albon, 
And I think all you're asking for if you're a bottom team is to have two drivers that are at least putting in an effort and mm-hmm. making it close. I'm not saying he's done bad or deserves to be cut. I'm saying I think they had a short leash coming in. Now, do you think Schumacher would be close to Albon or beating Albon? I think he'd be better than Sargent. Okay. I think that's my thought here. It's not so much that does Logan deserve to do the full season? I think he does. Yeah. I yeah. think any driver on the grid, unless you are like, unless you are like, a safety risk because you're so bad, uh-huh. which he's not. Yep. I think he deserves to see the whole season now, and I'm hope he does because he's an American driver, and that would be. I hope he does I better. Mean, I'm not rooting against him, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying if you comparatively look from if you look at it from William's side of things and you say, okay, we've had Albon get these random points a couple times. Mm-hmm. We're on this thing where we need to be like at least scoring some for sponsors or whatever. Mm-hmm. We have this guy Mick who's driven two years already in F1 as a junior driver mm-hmm. in the Mercedes program. And you can disagree with me, but I think if you put, like, if you're, who are you taking, him or Sargent? Like, right now, I would, I would if you're over one lap, I would think make us probably a little faster. If he keeps it off the walls. Yeah. So that's the risk you're taking, too. That's the other side of it is he has, you know, Sargent hasn't really crashed at all, but, like, at the same time, it's, mm-hmm. he hasn't done anything. He hasn't had any, and... To me, I think DeVries is the only one that's like you could be like he needs to go. Yeah. But like Sargent hasn't he hasn't had anything at all where you've been like, oh, there's a little flash of brilliance here, like a little impressive. Like he really hasn't done anything. He hasn't done bad. It's but just he's just kind of there as a driver. Than, he's just kind of there. It reminds me of like some of those like I don't know who are some no- like Julian Palmer like in the <laughs> commentary box. Like he did what 35 races and after one, he did get a full season, but like. Show me a Julian Palmer highlight. Like, again, like, it's just one of those things where I'm not hating the guy. I think he's done fine. I think he's done fine. I think he deserves to see the season now. I'm just saying from Williams' perspective, mm-hmm. I feel like they came in with a short leash on him, and they basically are thinking to themselves, oh, we have this, like, they're probably getting pressure from Toto mm-hmm. as the oh, main team to be like, yeah. put put him in. Mm-hmm. And they could honestly just, I mean, they could just do a clean, clean slot. Like, you could mm-hmm. just have Sargent be the test driver for Mercedes and Flip that's him. true yeah that's, and like that's you kill true. still keep sergeant in the sport mm-hmm. and i don't know for mick to sound that confident yeah. he's either knows that he's going to replace sergeant or is going to take him next year because i don't yeah. think they'd send him to alpha tory no i just don't think they would and the, really the only seat that i can think of that's going to be open that mick would take is that alpha is that is there uh potentially a williams one for sergeant mm-hmm. yeah no that's a fair point i think I so that's my point i think it's points. not that he deserves it Mm-hmm. But I think from it's their perspective, it's like we didn't really put a ton into it. Like they didn't invest a ton in him. It's not like yeah, and it's not like the other thing too is he's not bringing a bunch of extra funding. No. You know, you had Latifi with he's a an billionaire. American money grab. He's an American money. Latifi had a billionaire father or whatever who yeah. was giving money to the team, so they kept him around longer. Yeah, George was obviously in the team because he was very good. Mm-hmm. Sergeant doesn't. You're not getting that right. Like you have Albon as kind of the center of this team, the face of this team right now. What? Different, like you're already at the back. You only have seven points. What difference is it going to make? It's not like you're losing a bunch of money by getting rid of mm-hmm. Sergeant. So that's my point. But yeah, no, I think I think you're you're online there. I think we're in agreement, and that's very fair. Let's go ahead and jump into our last little segment here. Funny happenings of the weekend. I think you got one, right? Uh, yeah. So we had. I was trying to think of. Well, we had the Max Bird thing, but I guess that's kind of more of a race thing. But hey, that's um, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> In the, I forget if it was, I think it was in free practice, one of the free practices. They were lining up in the pit lane, and George lined up right by like the pit pit wall for Red Bull, and Ricardo was there, and Ricardo just turned around and gave him the middle finger. 
And then George gave it back. And then Ricardo, or after the like free practice, George, because he has some Australian fan, mm-hmm. um, gave <laughs> me the bird like while we were waiting in the pit lane. So yeah, just a funny little bit of back and forth from them. Yeah, um, Ricardo's definitely, even though he's not racing, he's still very much involved in every weekend. And we still see clips from every weekend. And yeah. he's very much. Yeah, it is. It is good to see him around. And I think it. It, hopefully he has prospects for a, a race seat next year and yeah and we can see him continue to stay within the sport i think that's all we got here you got any final thoughts before we head off to austria yeah what do we have a week break and then austria uh, i think so uh two weeks two weeks time like alonzo said oh yeah two weeks from so like one weekend break is what i meant mm-hmm. like a weekend yeah, break. Yep, yeah 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 i mean i don't know austria is always a very action-packed re- week weekend i feel like it's a good race usually mm-hmm. um it's also a small track so at the same time this I think we're going to see a lot of lap cars yeah. this weekend, probably for Max. Um, qualifying is always a lot of fun. Qualifying is always a lot of fun, and just the race in general. I think it's just a good, it's a good track. It's very different from anything else in the calendar, the way it's set up. But mm-hmm. um, last lap Lando, yeah, the last lap Lando, the one he had in what was it, twenty twenty, when he had to make mm-hmm. up that time because of the Hamilton penalty. Um, I think it'll be interesting. I don't. I, I, it'll be interesting to see what upgrades they bring. It sounds like Merck's not bringing a big one until Silverstone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just be interesting to see where these car will, where will Ferrari be? Like where will McLaren be? I don't, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting. I think there's a lot up in the air. I'm sure we'll hear some over those yeah. two weeks. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how much, you know, there's been the fires in Canada. It looked a little hazy when we were looking oh, at Oh, I was just about to say over. this. And I think it'll be almost worse with orange smoke oh yeah how many people, how many tweets are gonna see about like how unsafe it is because like the drivers can't see anything because the orange at smoke. least seven at least a bunch because it, it, it's just how it is it's gonna be a sea of orange mm-hmm. um yeah i think it'll be a good race i think uh i think austria austria was the first race first track that i ever watched a race at live and uh in person and i used to race it all the time in Formula One game, so Tower did not come in person either. To the race. No, Tower <laughs> also did not. That was that could have been a double whammy. People would have been like, "Does he go to the race?" And then like, "Were you like a driver?" And like, "What?" Like, like yeah. no, uh, yeah, that was the first race in 2020. That was the first COVID race, right? Yeah, they yep. did a back to back. They did like one as a Styrian, one as the mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah. That was. I mean, it's always a, it's always a good time. It's always a good race. I think. Hopefully, it's. I mean, you don't want to wish bad on anybody, but, like, a max DNF would be electric, right? <laughs> and not a crash. I mean, like, just engine failure, mm-hmm. and then we're seeing Hamilton, Alonso, Russell, the Ferraris just duking it out mm-hmm. for the win. Because last year, Leclerc won, and it was a great battle between It was back and forth between him and Max. Yeah. And yeah. Leclerc ended up winning, and we were still mid-season at the point. Leclerc was a little behind, but he had closed the gap to, like, 20-something points. And I thought, all right, here we go. Like, we're gearing back up now. And yep. then that was it. But, um I have a feeling if I had to just put my early predictions in, like Let's hear it. Max might lap like half the field twice, like two laps. Twice, yeah. <laughs> I give him most of the field, for and a then lap. I think most of the field for a lap. I, give um, him, I think I, most. I think outside the podium. I think is. I think we're gonna see uh, probably the Red Bull Mercedes and Alonso <laughs> maybe lap like the bottom fifteen too. Like I like I even could see them yeah lapping most of the drivers. Yeah, um, it definitely could get ugly. So anyways, it'll it'll be exciting. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it as well. We will uh keep our ears peeled for any rumors that, that happen between then and uh 
We'll talk to you after the race in Austria. Yeah, we'll see you in Austria. Goodbye. <laughs>